to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm joined in the podcast studio all the way from Berlin, Germany, Alexandra Savalier. Alexandra, welcome to the show. Hi, Derek. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. I'm, I'm energized. I'm excited to showcase your journey. And, um, and I think you have a rather unique um, situation going on with you being across the Atlantic <laughs> and what the work you're doing. So let me tell the audience a little bit about who you are and then we'll jump into the interview. Sounds great. Alexandra is, is from Puerto Rico. Um, she works on her law firm as an attorney of law licensed in Washington, D.C. But she does this while living in Germany. A lot of people wonder how this is possible in such a short period of time or such a young age or even just how it's possible at all. The truth is she's always loved to travel and she knew she wanted to be a lawyer. So through hard work and perseverance, she kept following her own path to design the life and work she wanted to do and be able to serve others. Okay, let, let's start off, Alexandra. What do you enjoy most about being an attorney? Well, being an attorney for me meant that I could facilitate life and help people just design whatever it is that they wanted to do with their lives. Um, if they wanted to establish a business, if they wanted to travel the world, if they wanted to move to the United States, or if they wanted to marry someone from another country, all these things to me, it was the only way that I could serve these type of people because I knew that this is what I wanted to do as well. So for me, I said, okay, who can help me with these things? I wanted to marry someone who was from another country, from Spain. I was from Puerto Rico, which is a territory of the United States. I also wanted to live in a foreign country and I wanted to have my own business in the future. So all these things I said, okay, who can help me with this? Is most likely a lawyer. And I said, why don't I become a lawyer and I can help myself do this and help others do this as well. And so this is how I kind of designed my own way of being a tool for others while at the same time helping myself. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I love the perspective um, because what I'm hearing from you is you literally ask the question, how can I have my cake and how can I eat it too? How can I put exactly. the candles on top? And you, <laughs> so what I'm hearing from you is you, you decided you didn't want to sacrifice career. You didn't want to sacrifice your love for travel. You wanted it all. Exactly. That's exactly right. I wanted it all. And I know that there's a lot of people who want it all. And there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't have it all. So I said, what can I do to help others have it all as well? Because I know it's possible. There's a lot of people living this way that they travel the world, they work, and they don't have to settle to just have a conventional you know, life in this place that they don't like and working in this job that they don't like. And so this is what I'm doing. And the people that I'm helping, the clients that I have, they all have lifestyles that are accommodating to their needs and to their wishes. And it's amazing for me to be able to be a tool for them to stay legal, comply with their tax requirements as U.S. citizens, even while they're living abroad and just being there for, for them. Yes. And now it's been awesome because, I mean, this is such the, like, the irony of life. With the coronavirus, the way that lawyers are working right now is so much different than before. Um, right now, everything is being done online. You can talk with clients via Zoom. There's no need to have a 
physical present conversation with a client or with an attorney. And so for me, it's been amazing to see how much this has changed because now I am able to talk with clients that are in Asia or in Australia. And it's not something that seems so weird or strange anymore. It's been normalized. And I think that's been a positive outcome out of all this that's going on, which I know it's not something positive what we're living right now. It's been very difficult, but being able to communicate with so many people in all these different parts of the world as an attorney online, it's been amazing to see how wow. much has changed. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. So um, for you, you were doing this, the virtual space before the pandemic. Correct. I was doing it before the pandemic, but before the pandemic, I was not licensed. So what I was doing was most of the time I was referring clients to other attorneys who were licensed and were already doing what I am doing now. And this way I was facilitating the services for them and getting in contact with, you know, future prospect clients. And now that I am licensed, it, it all started at the same time. The pandemic wow. started around February here in Germany when the measure started. But um, I think I started working in my law firm with clients in May. So it was just a few months until I got settled and it was already kind of normalized. And now it's just part of how it is. That's how right, attorneys right. are working all over the world. <laughs> sure. So let me, let me make sure I understand it. So um, your law firm launched in the pandemic. Correct. Again, in the that's, middle of the that, pandemic. That's courage in itself. Um, mm -hmm. to, with the pandemic here going, hey, I'm not going to. I'm not going to back away from the dream, but really what I'm hearing from you is your vision for your law firm was going to be virtual anyway. Is that right? Yes. Even from the start, I knew I wanted to do it virtual and I wanted to be available online so that I could have access to people from all over the world. I didn't know exactly how I was going to do it because before it was strange. Nobody was used to contact their attorney and have a virtual meeting with them. And so that's why I said, and I think that this is something positive out of all the chaos that we're living because now the perspective has changed and it doesn't seem as weird or as strange anymore. Now it's more of a convenient and it's been normalized. You know, you talk with attorneys, we're having virtual meetings. Even the courtrooms are virtual now. So Mm -hmm. Everything has changed and it's been for the better for me. My situation, this came as a very, I think, an opportunity time for me to open up my law firm and being available online for a lot of people who were in the middle, middle of doing things. My first clients were clients who were trying to move from the United States to Europe and because of the travel restrictions, they couldn't. So they were trying to find ways and exceptions in the law that they could apply for and they could move to, to whatever country in Europe, France or Spain. And that's how I first started helping them. And I was available online, something that not many lawyers were already prepared to do back in May. So it was a very great opportunity for me to be there and then at the right time and moment. Yes. You know, I, I appreciate your, your uh, the way you, you phrased it with you expressed, um, it was opportunistic in this moment. Mm -hmm. You also express the empathy, of course, the empathy for what people are going through. Um, sure. But I, I love your mind. Your mindset was that 
um, this is really opening a lot of doors in your world and making this more easy than ever in your world and in your profession. And, and I think you um, capitalize, I, I think capitalize it in a good way. You're capitalizing on our current situation to really make the most of it. And, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's, it's, it's only helping you to, um, to elevate your law firm to the next level. Thank you. Yes, it is. And I think a lot of lawyers have also stepped up and, you know, have changed and adapted to the new scenarios. I don't think it's something that I have, you know, in particular, but I just happened to start this way. You know, I didn't wait until something happened to, to be available online and to have all my information and to be able to offer all my services online. I started like this and it happened to be in a certain moment in time where this is what clients needed and expected. Mm. And so, yes, that's how it served me. Um, but a lot of lawyers have been adapting and, and doing it very well, actually. I'm impressed by how our profession is changing and adapting to the new situation because mm -hmm. I think we needed it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Talk to me about how you decided to focus on tax law and immigration. Well, tax law and immigration are the two branches of law that I knew I could do online for sure without any problems. Um, there are a lot of other services that I offer, but I offer them kind of as, you know, something that may be extra for a client like embassy procedures or uh, different things. But immigration and tax law, I do tax law because American citizens are taxed based on their citizenship. And so it does not matter where they live in the world, they have to file their taxes with the United States. And so this is something that all American citizens need throughout the entire map. And I knew that I could provide the services for them as a licensed attorney and be available for them to offer the service online. So this is a way that gives me access to helping them. And also immigration law, because I knew that I wanted to facilitate the immigration services for international couples, especially this is how I started. You know, my man mindset was, how can American citizens get married to citizens from other countries? I know that the process is difficult because I went through this, this process myself. And so I saw an opportunity there. And I started practicing these two branches and it's been going great for me. It's just, there were just two things that I had in mind. What is it that I have to do and what is it that I need? I knew that living in Germany, I had to file my taxes as an American citizen. And I had married my husband, which is, he's from Spain. And so I knew that the process with the immigration um, authorities in the United States is difficult if you're marrying someone from another country. And these are the two needs that I had. And... I knew it from, you know, first person. Mm -hmm. And I said, let me facilitate this for others. I went through the process myself. I know how to do it. I have the license to do it. I have the knowledge to do it. Let me just go ahead and offer it. And I can do it online. So I can yes. do it to anyone, anywhere. <clears throat> no, I think that's super informational. And I don't think I realized that uh, people around the world who are U.S. citizens are still required to file taxes here. Um, that's that's news to me again in my small world that's yes. news to me um, that's what happens yes a lot of people i think most americans don't know this until they move abroad and they face the reality and it's it's very strict 
the law because you can even lose your passport if you don't do it. And if you're living abroad and you're at risk of losing your passport, I mean, this is major news and this is something that you have to get on. So a lot of people who don't know it come looking for someone who can offer this once they understand the process and the consequences of not complying with the process. And that's where I am <laughs> helping yes. them. Uh, you know, you know what I, why I love um, what you said about you experiencing it first and then helping people. So it sounds like from what your um, calling has been, um, I heard the quote that says a leader knows the way, a leader goes the way, and a leader shows the way. And that's what you've been doing. You, you know the way, you go the way because you did it yourself, and now you're showing the way. Exactly, yes. That's, I didn't know it back then like this, but it was my, my expectancy for, for what I wanted to do in the future. I knew that if I was going through these processes, I knew there were more people who would need this too, you know, they would need my knowledge and my help to do this as well. And so I said, I can do this because I had my license to do it and I have the knowledge to do it, the experience, why not go ahead and do it? You know, why would I work in something else if I know that this is something that's needed? And that's exactly what I did. Yes. And what I am still doing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I think, you know, you're, it sounds like you're right in line with your calling, what you sensed from a long time ago. Mm -hmm. What has been one challenge as an attorney that you faced that you have overcome? So one challenge that I have faced and overcome, I think my biggest challenge has been starting my own practice because I had never worked at a private practice before I started my own. So getting everything fixed and established starting from scratch was very difficult. It was a big challenge and I didn't know how or, or exactly what I had to do. Things such as even putting what the, the system for the payments, it, it was something that may seem so simple or little in establishing a whole law firm, but it's a big part of it. And if you don't know what systems exist or which are the best ones, those, you know, those things can stress you out and be difficult if you don't know who to ask for any advice. And so getting this type of support from other attorneys was hard at first because how do you ask another attorney if you're not working for him or her, hey, help me with this part, I'm establishing my own firm. And so that was very difficult and it was a challenge, but I got it done. I found excellent attorneys who were willing to help me and I think that is one of the main reasons that marked me to now be of service to other attorneys as well. Mm -hmm. I found how little information there is for attorneys. You know, you find a lot of information for clients that we as attorneys write on our websites or give out for free on our different pages. But when it comes to other attorneys, information is so restricted you know it's 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 difficult for you as a young attorney to start looking for ways to establish yourself in your own law firm mm -hmm. and so finding who is willing to help you and exactly what you need was i think my biggest challenge and i would say that for any other lawyer who wants to start her or his own law firm this will be a big challenge and if you need any help i am more than willing and happy to help I love that aspect. Yes. When I hear your story and going from law school 
and straight into your own practice, I hear courage. And I hear courage because there's so much fear in the unknown, but I've never had my own practice. I've never even worked for my own practice. So talk about the fear and, and like, did you have any fear? Are you somebody that, you know, that doesn't have very many talk about like, what did you do to push through those fears to keep moving forward through the, through the whole um, start of your practice? So there were two fears that I encountered when I finished law school and I decided on which one am I going to face and challenge, you know, and and try to confront. And so the two fears were either starting at a job that maybe I wouldn't have liked because it was the first job offer that I would have gotten, you know, offered at that time or start my own practice and see how it goes and expect the better, you know, the best of, of it. And I went ahead and I did it. I just, I didn't think it that much. I said, what, what do I have to lose? I have nothing to lose right now. I just graduated law school. If it doesn't work out, I can just go back and find another job. Or I can just start my own practice and maybe it will be the best thing that I do for the rest of my life. And I went ahead and I did it. I think that once you have that mindset that you don't overthink things, you don't think that much about fear and fear just becomes so little. It doesn't cross your mind at all. I know of people who have graduated from law school and have been looking for jobs since they graduated and they still have not find the right job or any job at all. And it's all because they are not willing to face that fear of doing their own thing and creating their own path. They think they need to first get a job or a practice and have someone to teach them and guide them. And then they'll be ready. And then they'll be ready, you know, after they have five years and after they have 10 years working and they need court experience and they need all this. And these are just fears that will keep getting bigger and bigger if you pay so much attention to them. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to pay any attention to them. And I said, I'll just do my own thing, start my own practice. And then if that doesn't work out, I'll come back and I'll find a job. And that's how I went ahead and I did it. And I think this is the best way for you to just go ahead and do whatever you said that you want to do without letting fear cloud your vision. Yes. Wow. Um, I think the lessons you captured right there, I think it speaks to everyone. Because often what holds people back from their potential dream job is the fear. And I, and I relate to that. I remember I went through this for five years where I had a decent paying job, you know, again, for San Antonio salary wise um, here in San Antonio. I knew it wasn't my dream job and I knew what my dream job would look like. I would be doing a lot more interviewing, speaking, coaching, um, writing. But I was paid too much to want to face the fear of maybe not being paid enough on my, with my own business. And, and, and for me, I faced that crossroads of, do I want to stay in the corporate world and have a guaranteed paycheck or potentially start a business where things aren't guaranteed in the same way? But I think your story captures that, which is um, there, are, there are fears what about like your point what what about the fear of having spent decades of my life at a job i don't like that is is not fulfilling 
and that it's not helping me do what I'm passionate and gifted at. So anyway, your story captures that in in an incredible way. Yes. Thank you. Well, but that, that is, that, that's exactly how I feel. I think that you expressed it perfectly fine. I, it's the time that you're investing and then the efforts and everything. I mean, you're giving me your all for a job that you're most likely not passionate about. And you know that you want to do this in the future, but you're just keep waiting and pushing it forward. And it's not going to happen by getting more knowledge, getting more experience, having more years doing something, you know, you just have to go ahead and do it and don't overthink it and just ignore the fear. It's, it's, it's all smoke. It's not real. It's just mm. thoughts. Ignore it and go ahead and, and do whatever it is that you want to do. Ooh. Time and experience and, and it's not going to give it to you. You just mm. have to go ahead and do it. I like it. Fears are smoke. <laughs> ignore the fears. Yes. I think podcast listeners thinking about that with your fears. Um, there, there's always something to be afraid about, but I like what Alexander's saying right here is to ig- ignore the fears. Don't let them grow Correct. and uh, focus on moving forward and not on uh, the fears that can hold us down. So what is, what is one common challenge other attorneys face and what do you think is a great solution to that challenge? If different from what we just talked about. Yeah, I think that one of the most common challenges for attorneys is, I don't know why, but complaining about our jobs. I don't know if this is something that makes us seem cool or it, I don't understand it. Even if, when I was in law school, law students were complaining about all the hard work and all the books that they had to read and all the cases. And right now that we're working I see the same pattern going on um attorneys complaining or at least joking about how much work they're doing and this at the end it it starts getting to you because you start thinking am I working too much is this too much for me why am I doing all this you know so I think it starts as a light joke in law school I don't know why and then it really makes you think and wonder while you're working this is a lot is am I doing you know too much is this work too high you know does this expect do people expect that that much from me but I think again it's all it all comes from the mindset and from fears or insecurities it's not real I mean for me being an attorney is amazing I feel like I help people in so many ways that no no other um, professionals can do. If you go to a doctor, they, they help you for one specific thing. You know, it's, it's when you go to an attorney, they can help you with different aspects and if they can help you. They can at least make you understand how the law works and what, what other resources you can look for. So we facilitate this for people and we usually help people in their darkest or most difficult moments. So I think it makes us very special that when people are going through some of the most difficult situations in their life, then their lives, who they go is for our help. Mm-hmm. And I think this makes our career beautiful. I don't think it's something that we should be stressed or worried or 
you know, complain, complaining about. I don't know where this came from. You know, the attorney jokes and lawyer jokes about us being awful people. <laughs> but I think our career is beautiful. And that is one challenge that we have to overcome because we have to constantly remind ourselves how much we're doing and how beautiful it is that what we're doing and how much we can help and serve and be of service to others. And I think this is something that lawyers often forget. Yes. Wow. I think that's a quote right there. Our career <laughs> is beautiful. And I think really um, what you captured there when it comes to mindset, which again, that's my world, right? Like um, the problem you just <laughs> explained, I said, Oh, well, that's probably why I have a job because people you know, choose often choose the wrong mindset um, and they get into this complaining and then they complain that that perspective gets worse. It gets darker. It gets more cloudy and then they spiral. Right. Um, and and I think what you're saying, though, I think there's 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 strength in what you're what you're sharing. So even in law school, to kind of nip that in the bud, like to, to get that at the root of. I, I will never complain about my education. I will never complain about my career. I will never complain about my life. Um, but I, but I, I think, yeah, I think you, you, you are, um, your, I think your, your maturity and perspective, I think it, it can help a lot of people. So if, 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 it's, if being an attorney doesn't work out for you, I think you could be a great coach, a business coach and a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, I would love to do it in the future as well, but I have to focus now. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. So tell me, what has been the best way to market your law firm? So the best way to market my law firm has been to just enjoy what I am doing and try to get as much information out as possible, what I'm learning, what I'm doing, what I'm working. And this helps me both. That helps both me and the clients or the people who are following and seeing, seeing my work. Because if I'm learning and working with clients that have very specific problems, like it is Americans who are living in foreign countries and have to file their taxes or American citizens who are marrying foreign nationals or foreign nationals who want to go study in the United States with their immigration processes, stuff like this, or business owners that want to invest in the United States. These are very specific matters and problems that they present. And I think that if I offer them this information while I'm doing it, it is aimed precisely to them. So if they read this information from my website that I post all this information on my blog post or my website or my Instagram pages, I think that's how I connect with them. And this has been the best way to market my work. And the best way that clients feel connected to me as a lawyer and to me as a person who has gone through this process herself. Mm -hmm. And this has worked great for me. You know, I think it's just doing what you like and doing it with passion and enjoying it. And it just shows. It doesn't have to be forced or necessarily paid if it's genuine and if it's done in a way that attracts people because it's specific, it shows that you know what you're doing. That's, that's what's worked for me the best. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mentioned to you before we started recording your, your Instagram 
it, it, it's it's so elegant. I think the the colors, you know, you you work in some of the reels or the the TikTok content style with the, the messages that pop up. Um, but I really think that what you do, it's it's um, you you capture your brand, you capture your insight, what you're learning, but then you're mixing it in with um, with the current trends. And I think that that's a strength I see, you know, from your brand and in how you're marketing there. Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to break down the information in a way that is fun, but at the same time, understandable. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not trying to just make, you know, information that is general and overshared that a lot of people know or anything like that. But information that I know that people will need and exactly the people that I know that I can help. And I try to do it as fun as possible. And I try to present it as clear as possible so that my end goal is that it is understandable and that it creates a connection between me and the, the prospect client or the public. And thank you very much for saying all those things, because I think that your perspective is very important in how a third person sees my work mm -hmm. and it means the whole universe so thank you so much hey, of course of course and, and let me we're gonna we're gonna say this at the end as well but let's for sure let the listeners know go over to alexandra's um instagram remind them what the handle is my instagram name is at savalier law law so go over yes. Follow her on Instagram, like her content, comment that she did a great job on the Strong Life Coach podcast. Again, we'll say that again at the end of the episode. And of course, I'll put her name and her Instagram handle in the show notes. But yes. Um, and my webpage is www.savalierlaw.com. That's where I post the most information. So that's where people can find my yes. complete work. <laughs> yes. And, and we're going to say that again at the end of the episode. Um, but yes, that's that, go over to her website as well to connect and stay connected with her. Now, what, what has helped you establish work-life balance as an attorney? Work-life balance has been, I think it started from the moment that I established my law firm. The way that I did it, I knew that I wanted it to be adjusted to the lifestyle that I have, which is I'm living abroad. I live in Germany, but I am licensed in Washington, D.C., so... Offering my services online, I think, has been the key to be able to keep balance between my work life and my personal life. This provides me the opportunity to be flexible in the times that I can work and that I am willing to work. Sometimes I work on Sundays. Sometimes I work very late on Friday nights or I work very early on Monday mornings. It depends on how much workload I have, but I know that I can adjust it to my own lifestyle. And I think this, keep, this gives me the greatest options in keeping my work-life balance. And at the same time, as I already said before, when we were speaking about enjoying being a lawyer and having passion for being a lawyer, I do it honestly with so much passion. Every time that I'm working, I'm not working with timelines or trying to do everything fast so that I can get off work early, you know, nothing like this. Uh, the very contrary, I'm trying always to renovate and thinking of ways of how can I make this possible for this client or how can I help this person? How can I 
make this information available for others so that they know that they can do this or that they know that this is possible for them from abroad. Things like this, I just never disconnect. And I think that now that I'm starting, this is a healthy thing. This is good because I'm starting out. So I have to keep pushing forward and making sure that I am doing the most for my law firm so that there's more people gain, gaining knowledge and experiences and connections with me. But at the same time, I know that at some point I will have to establish some, you know, line where I disconnect and just go back to my personal life. But I don't think that I'm at that point right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I just adjusted to my own lifestyle and make it work. Yeah. But enjoy it in the process. <laughs> you, know, you know, when I was listening to you share there, it reminded me that... There's this, there's this, there's a quote and it says, never work a day in your life. And I'm, I'm listening to you talk about passion and I'm listening to you talk about joy and I'm hearing you talk about, um, you liking what you do. So, so, so when I, when I, when I think about that quote, you know, never work a day in your <laughs> life because it's all fun. You know? Exactly. Yes. That's exactly how I feel. I, I mean, and I know that there's some point where you have to disconnect because I know that that's healthy. But at the same time, if I am enjoying it still and I am doing so much because it just comes out of me and I'm passionate about it, then as I said, that's why I mentioned healthy because it's it's still something healthy. You know, at some point, if I know that I am too much involved and I, I need some space or some time, then I will probably make some cuts here and there. But I don't feel like that at all. I, on the very contrary, I enjoy it very much. I feel passionate about it. And Every day I am working, but it's as you said, I feel like I'm not working a day in my life. I'm just doing what I like to do and making it work for my own life and for my clients, of course. Yes, I so love the like, passion I'm hearing from you. <laughs> now, if someone was listening in and they could do anything to support you and they're like, hey, I want to go help, you know, Alexandra Savalier. They want, they want to help your law firm. They want to help in any way, what would that person, what could that person, who is, who is that person and what could that person do? I think that right now, the most that I can get help with will probably get out the word out there about the work that I'm doing, because I think that the branches are very specific in the sense that you said it yourself. You didn't know that American citizens had to file their taxes from abroad and that they needed a lawyer living in a foreign country, a lawyer from the United States list, you know? So I think that the most help that I would appreciate right now from someone who's hearing this podcast and saying, hey, how can I help this young lawyer with her law firm would be that, to spread the word about the work that I'm doing about my law firm and connect with me. I think that if they connect with me, they'll see what I'm doing and the word will just get spread out naturally. Yes. <laughs> but yes, for sure. Refer refer referrals, um, spreading the word, spreading the information that I am sharing, all these things. I like that. I like it. Now, think about what you just said, podcast listeners. Let's, let's do our part to help her. So if you're on Instagram, share her stories or if you, you go to her page, share her her post on her timeline into your story, get a chance to just engage with her because that, she's saying that's the number one way to help her, which of course makes me all the more excited and passionate about what I do because this is getting out the word with you, with, with, uh, with your law firm. So I'm excited to, 
exactly you, you're part of doing doing what you said to support getting the word out with what you do thank you so much final question for you what are your favorite qualities of your favorite people my favorite qualities are perseverance mm-hmm. optimism i think those two they I, i don't think no one that has done something great with their lives has done it without those two I don't I, I think it's not possible if you're not optimism optimist about your what you're doing and if you don't persevere through the difficulties there's no way to overcome the challenges and get through everything that will come thrown out at you in the whole process but I have learned this from both my mom my dad and my husband and I think these three people in my life are the ones that I love the most and they all have these two qualities in them so for me seeing this in them has also inspired me to be like this because there are times which i think it's natural that we all feel like we have too much on our plate so maybe we're not that sure of what we're doing and we're like hmm, should i quit I, maybe this is too much for me so that's where perseverance come in and you're like no i have to do this because i owe it to myself i need to be consistent i need to persevere and then that's the where the optimism comes in and push you forward because you are positive about what you can do and you're positive that you will be able to do it so these two things are, i think are the most important and i found them in the people that i love the most and i know that this is what i admire the most in them so this is what i want for me as well and what i wish for all of you too mm-hmm. this is key yes so l- l- let me speak to your mom and your dad and your husband when they listen to this part of the podcast let me sure. tell them great <laughs> job with your optimism great job with your perseverance it's clearly rubbing off and touching alexandra in a big way so i think that's a That's a beautiful, powerful thing. You know what's funny is back to kind of this question and the marketing question, which was when I see you the the happy song plays in my brain because you've used that song <laughs> on a couple of your a couple of your Instagram feeds with with your, you know, the content you shared. So again, okay. without me even trying, I'm listening to you and you said optimism, my brain said because I'm happy you know the Pharrell song. <laughs> yes. So one We're so right. I didn't even think. <laughs> one great job with marketing too. Um the optimism comes through with your content. So I think those those you are doing a, a fantastic job all the way around. Well great. Thank well, well Alexander, <laughs> thank you for spending some time with me on the Strong Life Coach podcast. Thank you so much Eric. I loved having this conversation with you and I hope that all our listeners can gain something from this. I know that what we've shared here is valuable and we will serve someone in a very special way. So That's thank right. you for facilitating it. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So if you're listening in, I want we want to remind you how to find Alexandra and Savalier Law. So uh we'll go to remind them one more time about where to find you and how to find you. All right, so you can find me at my website. I am there 24/7 at www and it's tabalierlaw.com that is s a b as in boy a l i e r.com 
And you can find me on my Instagram, which is cavalierlaw.com. Again, it's S-A-B-A-L-I-E-R. All right. And I'm on Instagram and on Facebook and LinkedIn everywhere. Okay. <laughs> so you can find all my pages there. All right. So that, that means, podcast system, that means we, we, we follow her on Instagram. It also means we go over to Facebook, we give her that five-star review. And that also means we go <laughs> over to LinkedIn and we give her a recommend, we endorse her for you know her ability to motivate. We heard that today. We, we even heard some coaching principles, but absolutely <laughs> for her uh, her law practice. So that's one way we can get the word out by being somebody who endorses her on some of those platforms. Well, if you're listening in, I want to say thank you for joining us on the show. Of course, this is the Strong Life Coach Podcast. We speak life, we coach life, we write life, we lead life. Go over to the to the Apple Podcast and give us the five star review. And remember to subscribe. Thank you again, and we'll connect with you on the next episode.